What's going on, everybody? This episode of the Dear America podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, I love Evan, Matt, Jared, all those guys. I, I've I've known them for over six years now, and uh, they just went public. They're they're doing amazing things, and every single day they're giving hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars a year to veterans. Uh, they also just doubled down on Joe Rogan's budget, uh, really supporting uh, the First Amendment and free speech. And I appreciate that. Some people got some beef with Black Rifle. I don't care. Uh, they're good friends to me. And this entire country is based around uh, not everybody thinking the same way that you do. And here's what I know. They've been loyal to me. I'm going to be loyal to them. Uh, they're a great group of guys. They're doing stuff for the military community and their coffee is amazing. It really is. It actually really is good. They're ready to drink. Coffee is what gets me through the day every single day. And that is the truth. So support a military owned uh, coffee company that has actually made it and everybody is a hater because they're not them but we love those guys and we're thankful for them their friendship and now their sponsorship on the podcast go to blackriflecoffee.com today this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's going on, America? And welcome to a Friday edition of the Dear America podcast. Um, you guys can relax. A lot of people have been asking about Zach. Zach will be back in studio on Wednesday. Uh, so everybody just calm down and relax. Um, but for today, uh, as you already see, you know, well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to call this one yet. Uh, Ministry of Truth, blah, 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 blah. Uh, th this episode, I really just want to kind of have a conversation with you because sometimes, you know, this show, I mean, it's a show, right? So it, there are gimmicky as aspects to the show. Sorry, aspects, aspects to the show. But today, I kind of just want to talk really quick about this just absolute craziness that is going on in well in response to Elon Musk buying Twitter um but reports are coming out that it you know may have been even before then and and essentially everything that our elites everything that our government is doing to blatantly and adamantly, audaciously, whatever word that you can come up with, 
is just throwing it in the face of every American that they do not care about us, that they do not care about anything else except control. The idea of American people being able to communicate with each other, to be able to, you know, put different ideas out there. And, you know, especially with this thing called the camera, uh, show different situations than the national narrative. Uh, it's quite staggering. And uh, anyway, I really want to get into this. Some of you may not even know what I'm talking about, but but you're going to find out about it today because I find myself still a bit speechless by it. And anyway, so this episode is going to be more of a conversation, more of a, I try to be very transparent with you guys as much as possible. This is going to be an episode of, this is actually how I think things out. This is actually how I formulate responses. I kind of talk them out. Uh, anybody that will tell you, especially Alyssa, she hears me almost like self-interviewing my, myself all the time. Cause I, you know, I go on interviews all the time. And so I always kind of practice like, Oh, what if they hit me with this or how's that? And so I'll end up kind of like just talking out loud and not realizing that I'm talking out loud. Like I, in my head, I think I'm just doing it in my head, but in reality, I'm just having a conversation. So, uh, this episode is going to be more of that. I'm going to have an open, honest conversation with you guys about what we know right now about this ministry of truth. But before we do that, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, guys, listen up. I've got some inside information on the meat industry. We could be seeing a huge spike in meat prices soon because of the price of wheat and corn. No, I've not confused beef with grains. I'm from Mississippi. I know the difference. Trust me. The truth is more than half the cost of a cow is in the food it eats. So when grain and corn go up, guess what? So does your steak. Wheat prices have hit an all-time high of $12.09 a bushel. You may not know what a bushel is, but if wheat costs that much, imagine how much a steak will. Don't lose out on your favorite cuts. You can secure a fair and affordable price with Good Ranchers on all your meats. They deliver 100% American meat straight to your door, and when you subscribe with them, they lock in your price. That's right. As long as you're a subscriber, it doesn't matter how much meat goes up. Your price is locked in forever. All you got to do is go to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham and use my code Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, for $30 off, plus your lock-in for live if you subscribe today. Again, all you got to do is go to www.GoodRanchers.com slash Graham and enter my promo code Graham for $30 off and... If you subscribe, it will lock your price in no matter how much Biden tries to screw the economy up. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham today. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Joe Biden's administration announced the other day uh, that they were going to be forming the Disinformation Governance Board. Yes, I said that you heard exactly right. The Disinformation Governance Board board with not, you know, not like just a private sector thing or anything like everybody thought maybe one day something like this would happen. 
No, underneath the Department of Homeland Security. That's right. You, you, you heard exactly right what I just said. Underneath a federal organization, the Department of Homeland Security, okay? <laughs> All right? They have formed what they call a disinformation governance board. And many people, rightfully so, are comparing it to George Orwell's novel 1984, of which he calls a very similar organization, uh, refers to them as the Ministry of Truth. So what is a disinformation governance board supposed to do? Well, you would imagine that it is to do exactly what it says. It is a government formulated organization that sole purpose is to regulate, decide, and enforce what they feel is appropriate speech, what they feel is different disinformation speech, and what they feel is uh, hate speech, I guess. Uh, The the repercussions of this is horrific. What this does, uh, to be clear, is this is nothing new, and 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 this is one thing that I was thinking about today. Uh, this is nothing new. This type of, they've been doing this, this board will give them the opportunity to do a couple things. They're going to flood the airwaves, the media, with their propaganda. They're going to flood the uh, journalistic outlets, the online outlets, the newspapers, magazines with their propaganda and what their version of the truth is they're going to flood social media with paid advertisings and and all this stuff on on their versions of the truth and most importantly with now a government funded arm they're going to be able to go after intimidate and lord only knows (laughs) jail i mean where are we going with this Who, who has any idea but definitely intimidation of private citizens that would dare dissent from the narrative in which they put in place. Now, like I said a minute ago, this is nothing new. This isn't anything new. This is exactly what they've been doing the entire time. And it's not just social media. The higher-ups, the higher powers that be, all this stuff, they have been doing this stuff for forever. The government, the elites, et cetera, they live a different life. I saw the most pompous interview yesterday from Pete Buttigieg, old pity butt. Anyway, they were, it was Brett Bauer on Fox News. Pete Buttigieg went on Fox News and Brett Bauer asked him about uh, his White House correspondence dinner he was going to uh, that doesn't require mask. And he was, and Pete Buttigieg is like, yep, I'm going to that. And he's like, and then Brett Bauer says, but at the same time, the government is now suing or appealing the federal court's decision on mask mandates with airplanes. And Pete Buttigieg looks at Brett Bauer with the straightest of faces and says, well, most of us know the difference between a ballroom and a hotel and an airplane. And that's how they think. That is how these people truly, truly believe. Rules for thee, but not for me. Even during the height of COVID, we have so many videos that were taken off of social media, by the way, showing everyone uh, in the government getting ready to take photos or cameras getting ready to roll, and they would take their mask out of their pocket and put their mask on 
because the cameras were rolling or a picture was fixing to be taken. And as soon as the cameras turned off, guess what they did? They took them right back off. All of this stuff is nothing new. The difference is now they are emboldened enough that they are putting a name to it. They are emboldened enough that they are announcing it in front of the world, their intentions, and they are emboldened enough to believe that we're not going to do a single thing about it. All of this comes on the heels of Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. And the craziest part about all of that is Elon Musk simply says that he wants to make it an equal and neutral playing field for all. It is not going to be, he said, people on the far left are going to be upset and people on the far right are going to be upset. But there's going to be an equal amount of upset for both sides. And you know what? I think that's a win. <laughs> Me personally, because right now it is only one-sided. I saw an interview from Dave Portnoy, of all people, Barstool Sports. Dave Portnoy said the biggest problem he has, because he gets slander articles written about him all the time, campaigns. Uh, but the way it is, is journalistic outlets can can publicly defame you. And me included, they've written all kinds of horrible things about me. I mean, literally plastered my children across every major news article in the country and even across the world, Australia, Europe. I've had my family, my children, who Anna Grace was four years old at the time, against my will, place their pictures everywhere. They attack you all the time. And Dave Portnoy brought up a good point. They're allowed to do whatever they want to do. They're allowed to say whatever they want to say. They're allowed to push a narrative, whether it be true or not, with absolutely no repercussions. But if you dare fight back, it's labeled harassment, bullying. You get kicked off. You get censored. You get deplatformed, all of this stuff. And it is an unequal playing field. So when Elon Musk purchased, purchased Twitter, all he has said that he wants to do is make it a neutral playing field. That's it, a neutral playing field. And remember the episode when the rumors were coming around and I said, watch how quick the government will move from when all of the social media apps were on their radical agenda side. They were all about private business, private business. Government can't tell the private business what to do. Government can't tell a private business what to do. They can do whatever they want because they're a private business. Remember that? And I said, I wonder how quick all of that's going to change uh, now that one of the major platforms could possibly be less on their side. Not that it's not on their side. It can be argued that if truth is allowed to be spoken on a platform, then it's not on their side because their views and their values and what they say and their narratives, they don't pass the smell test. They don't hold up because they're lies. Remember when I said that? Well, it took about, uh, what, what is today? Friday. This info came out, uh, Wednesday. No, yesterday. Uh, so it took about three days and you know, you would think that, who they put in charge of this ministry of truth, uh, the minister of truth, if you will. If that turns out to be the title, like I can't wait to hear what the title of this person is. This person, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name. It doesn't matter. 
Um, anybody that would take a job like this, I have no respect for you in the first place. Either way, who is this person? You would think that you would want this person to be uh, a fair, be a uh, responsible person, a person that's truly blind to uh, the left or the right, a truly impartial figure. Uh, but that's not the truth. This person uh, turns out to be a lunatic that is now they're calling her a hunter denier. Can you believe that? It went from science denier because we refuse to wear masks all the time to now we have <laughs> now we have people, but this is a good thing. This is a good thing to the left. They think this is great. She's a hunter denier. She is a denier of the Hunter Biden laptop. Ah, that's not real. That's Russian propaganda and blah, 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 blah. But she's also a crazy person. Absolute lunatic. She is a grown woman who her backdrop and all of her interviews is riddled with Harry Potter books and all this other stuff, which, you know, whatever. I, I could care less if you like Harry Potter, whatever. I miss that phase. But, you know, that's your backdrop. Those are the books you choose for people to identify you with. But either way. Uh, she's on TikTok too. And I found this amazing video of her talking about disinformation. Uh, and I heard it. So now you you have to hear it. So you're welcome. Information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. Be quiet. That is who is in charge of the disinformation <laughs> governance board, also known as the Ministry of Truth. All right, let me tell you about Birch Gold, the global upheaval caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the crippling sanctions on Russian trade are showing to have massive, and I mean massive, ripple effects across the world, including right here in the U.S. And it's not just at the gas pump. Food prices are soaring right now. To quote President Biden, with regards to food shortages, it's going to be real. Wow. You write, he should write poetry at this point. Friends, inflation continues to skyrocket as the dollar becomes worth less every single day. Transition some of your nest egg to something of actual worth. Gold and silver from Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered account in gold and silver. Get started now. Text the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help you protect your savings. So, what are you waiting on? The answer is absolutely nothing. It's free. So text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. Again, there is no obligation to get this info. So go right now and text the word Graham to 989898 now. It's going to be a battle, people. 
It's going to be a battle. Um, I, you know, I, I talked about this. I, I said this on, I was on my friend uh, Chad Prather show, and then I did the news and why over at the Blaze just the other day. And I said, you know, if you think that they are going to let this stand, if you think that they're just going to stand idly by and let the people start communicating with each other, you've lost your mind. They're going to scorch the earth. It's the same reason that people are seeing Twitter followers surge on the right right now because Twitter is trying to stay out of criminal court because of all the stuff that they've been doing. And and I said it back, I said it last episode, I'll say it again. These are not new people. These are people that reinstated. I just saw my friend Anna Paulina, who's running for Congress. This is her second time running for Congress, and she looks like she's going to win this one. Uh, she's been trying for two years to get her official congressional account verified on Twitter because that's what you're supposed to do. They're supposed to be verified so people will know that that is who it is. That's like federal election stuff. Like this is real things on social media. She couldn't get it ever. They sued. They sued Twitter in federal court over it. Nothing. Three days. After Elon Musk buys Twitter, guess what? Verified. It's crazy. It's crazy, right? That's an awful big coincidence, if you ask me. Um, it's awful insane to me that people like Tucker Carlson were losing followers on Twitter. Losing them. Tucker Carlson, okay, has the biggest conservative show in the country. Tucker Carlson was losing followers. They showed the report. He was losing like 56 followers a day net. And then he goes to gaining 160,000 in a day. That's not a coincidence, people. That is a that is a CYA uh we got to we got to shred the documents. We got to get rid of all this stuff. We got to burn the hard drives. We got to do all this before these people see what we've been doing. And the craziest part about it is now they're trying to make it seem like, oh, you know, we've been preparing this for months. It's not just because of Elon Musk. Oh, shut up. Nobody believes that. No one believes it. Nobody believes it at all. And even if that were true, it's still just as bad. It's still just as, ladies and gentlemen, we have the First Amendment in this country, okay? The First Amendment. The First Amendment, and Elon Musk actually said it best. I gave him credit on this the other day, too. Uh, and this is not kissing his butt. This is just when people say, you know, right stuff, you got to give them credit. He said the First Amendment was to is, is somebody that you don't like having the right to say something that you don't like. That's the First Amendment. In fact, if I had to truly imagine when they wrote the First Amendment and all of the above, they were they were looking at Ben Franklin when they wrote this. If you know anything about the founding fathers and Ben Franklin, like there is no way that the First Amendment was not written for Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin was ticking everybody off all day, every day. Ben Franklin was the equivalent of, I don't know, Eminem back in the early, uh, late 90s and early 2000s. Like, like Ben Franklin was just throwing it down there. And if he didn't like it, so what? He didn't care. He was just going to go off and do what he did. He was going to say what he wanted to say. He's going to go fly a kite and try to get electricity. That's Ben Franklin. 
And you know Thomas Jefferson wrote the First Amendment looking straight at Ben. Like, okay, yeah, we've got to figure out a way for people like you not to get your head cut off. And that's the point. That's the entire point is I am not pro-deplatforming anyone. I'm not, um, I got in a Twitter battle with Sean King. And for those of you who don't know Sean King, he thinks he's Malcolm X of this generation. He's a horrible human being. He's a terrible person. Uh, he is a waste of human space. And even as a Christian, it's hard for me to say that, but man, there are just some people that are worthless, man. And Sean King is definitely in that category. Basically said, so are we supposed to allow people to speak? He was talking to Jack Posobiec. And he's like, are we supposed to just allow people to spew anti-Semitic hate and and scream death to the Jews and all this other kind of stuff on Twitter? Which I point out, you know, uh, the heads of ISIS and the Taliban and Russia and all these other, they still have Twitter accounts. But but I digress. And I told him uh, that no sane person is pro-hate speech. Nobody is. Nobody is pro-hate speech. What we're against is that we no longer trust, and rightfully so, we no longer believe in any person's ability to define what hate speech actually is. Because what hate speech has turned into, as it's turned into hate that, or it's turned into speech that you just don't agree with. That's what hate speech is nowadays. Hate speech is not hate speech anymore. Hate speech is anything that somebody doesn't like for some reason, no matter what it is, et cetera, et cetera. I saw a, let me see if I can find it. Ah, there's that horrible one. I apologize again. Why is she still popping up? See, Ministry of T- Truth. There they are. Um, I saw a really good exchange uh, with Ben Shapiro the other day, and and, and people were uh, here, here. So so you so you know what I'm lying to you. Here's the contrast of my interview that I had uh, with Chad Prather, so you can hear exactly what we were talking about here. So 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 here we go. I said I've never I've never want I've never pushed for anybody to be kicked off of a platform. Mm-hmm. I might block you yep. if you're just an ignorant and annoying ass. I might block you. Yeah. And somebody said, Oh yeah, we should let David Duke have a platform. And I'm like. My question to them was, did David Duke's tweets tempt you to become a member of the Klan? (laughs) David Duke, piece of garbage that he may be as a human being. I still don't want to push him off of a platform. I can choose not to listen to him. Yeah. I mean, that's like saying, hey, you got weird ideas. Maybe we should just kill you because you got weird ideas. Yeah. Let's just complete, let's just carry it to the nth degree of, you know, exponential conclusion yeah let's just eliminate people well i got in an argument with uh uh the new malcolm x sean king uh, oh martin luther cream yeah yeah and uh you know i actually saw a a lot of conservatives uh when it first happened saying what account should be uh kicked off first on the left and i actually came out against that very heavily i said actually I, i i i hope this leads to a situation i really think that elon musk and this is not me kissing his butt this is me just telling it like it is he gave the best definition for free speech i've ever heard i always used to say free speech is there to protect the speech that you don't like right he took it a step further and he said free speech is somebody that you don't like being allowed to say something that you don't like 
So there you go. Like I said, I say what I say, and I mean what I say. Again, use this episode, and I don't know how long this episode's going to go. Maybe we break it up in two parts. I, I don't know. This is a time where I truly believe, if, if I can, if I can be straight with you guys for a minute, I, I believe that this is actually a uh, obviously it's a horrific thing, but it's also a good thing. And and here's why. And I know some people are going to be like, "What did you just say?" Here's why. Now that we've got this disinformation governance board or the ministry of truth that is going to be forming in America. Now, all of the rumors, and I do use that in quotations, all the rumors that conservatives have been screaming for years, all the conspiracy theories, all this other kind of stuff that we've been proven right on time and time and time again, all of the behind the scenes stuff, all the behind the veil stuff, all the subtle but not so subtle uh, attempts to turn all of us against each other and to silence any, any speech that went against what they wanted it to be. Now it has been brought full center in public, in the public's eye, in form. We now have an actual monster to fight for real. You know, it's really hard to fight an enemy that you cannot see. It's a lot easier to fight an enemy uh, that you can see. And so there's a part of me that is actually kind of glad that this is finally come in front of everybody and everybody can see everything that we have been saying from the very beginning, because now we got an enemy to fight. Now we have got in front of our face, we know who it is. We know who the enemies are. We know all of this. And every single politician that isn't fighting this tooth and nail, every single one of them are the enemy as well. And every single one of them needs to be removed swiftly, viciously. Every single one of them must go. Because anybody that would support this, a federal arm of the government with the ability and the mission statement to fight what they call disinformation. And I'm going to really, really enjoy as this develops to hear what their definition of what is disinformation What is disinformation? If you asked 10 people, what's the difference between slanting the truth and lying? If you asked 10 people that question, you would get 10 different answers. Okay, if you ask to define a promise, what's your definition of a promise? Is it somebody giving you their word that they're going to do something? Is that a promise? Is it somebody writing something down contractually to you that you know that's a promise well we know that's garbage because people break contracts all the time people don't pay their rent people break leases people go to court over contracts all the time that's obviously not true define a promise what's a what's a promise define love there you go there's a good one right there you want to talk about something that is hard to define just sole definition of something, okay? <laughs> define love. Ask 10 people. Ask 10 people. Define love. Is love actually definable? 
Or is love something that it's just one of those things that you just know? Because those things are real. That is real. Um, things that we just know. So my, my, my thing here is, you know, I, I, I want to define hate speech right now. Think about it as you're riding around in the car. Think about these questions that I'm asking you right now. Define it. What is hate speech? Define it. Define it. What is bullying? Define it verbally, right? Because obviously bullying on a physical aspect is pretty easy to define. I'm talking about because these people are talking about words, okay? Words. Define bullying with your words. What, what, what is that? What, what is it? Define it. Define it on a federal scale and a federal level that will be enforceable with punishments, etc., for the American people, define it. What is bullying? What is hate speech? The biggest one of them all, what is disinformation? Define it. And again, realize this is a federal arm of the government that has been spun up, created, that sole purpose is to enforce, regulate, and eliminate anyone who goes against these rules. So again, I say, define it. What is disinformation? Not so easy anymore, is it? You see, when you look at things on the grand scale and the finality of all of it, it becomes very difficult. Same argument I have with uh, the pro-life or or the pro-choice argument is, well, define when a life truly begins. Well, I know from a spiritual context that the Bible says, you know, the the Lord knew us when he formed us before he formed us in the womb, right? So I believe that life begins at conception. Now, I'm not a biologist. I I have no idea how to prove that. Like I, I don't. I, I don't I don't know how to do that. I I don't even know how to work a sonogram machine. Like I, I have no clue. You know what I mean? Like I have no idea. Um and, you know, we know how babies are made. Okay, sperm fertilizes the egg. But nobody knows exactly what happens to make that happen once those two go together. Not really. I mean, people can try to define it. like, oh, well, it causes this reaction this way. Yeah, but how does it cause that? Well, because of this and this. And yeah, okay, well, but, but how does it do that? Nobody really knows. <laughs> nobody does. Uh, why? Why is it natural to breathe and we breathe without thinking about it? Oh, because your body does this and that. Yeah, but why? Why does it do that? Those are the things that people can't actually define. There are some things that once you peel the onion back so much, you get stuck. I don't know. And so that's how I've been. That's how I will always be about being pro-life is that if there's a question and you can't exactly define at what point a baby is a baby, then the answer has to be at conception. And that's how I feel about free speech, too. If you cannot define and you cannot, uh, you cannot beyond a shadow of a doubt know what speech should be allowed and what speech shouldn't be allowed, because I listen to certain rap lyrics in rap songs, okay? I brought up uh, Eminem earlier. There's a lot of Eminem songs, man, that if your grandma were to listen to it, she would probably be in the grave. 
But me, doesn't really bother me that much, right? I mean, you know, I've been listening to Eminem since I was 12 years old. Anyway, should Eminem's entire career never have happened? Now, I know there's a lot of Christian people who be like, nope, it shouldn't have. And and I don't disagree. I, I mean, I, I don't I don't disagree or agree. I think that the world exists. I think that peep this is I think you have to separate as hard as it is, you have to separate religion and politics sometimes. Uh, I think religion should influence politics, not the other way around. But at the end of the day, you know, the Bible even says, give Caesar what is Caesar's, right? Like I mean, so the American side of me is like, hey, people can do what they want to do just the way it is. The Christian side of me, which is the dominant side of me, is, hey, we've got rules. Uh, the Bible says this. The Bible says that. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, but but also the Bible talks about, hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm going to find, I'm going to find it. Hold on. Okay. All right. So, so, so this is all actually a biblical fight too. Uh, the Bible is pro free speech. Did you know that? Did you know the Bible was pro free speech? Proverbs 18, 17, man. I love it. Uh, the one who states his case first seems right until the other comes and tells their side of the story. That's in Proverbs, Proverbs 18, 17. Look it up. I don't know what version of the Bible you have. That There's another version that says the first to speak in court sounds right until the cross-examination begins. That's obviously a very new translation. I like the one that says the first to state his case, the one who states his case first seems right until the other comes and tells their side of the story. The Bible is pro-First Amendment. The Bible is pro-getting uh, both sides of the story hearing from both ends of the spectrum so people can make a decision for themselves on what they choose to believe. So we're not only fighting, I say this all the time, we're fighting spiritual battles under the veil of politics. That's what this is. First Amendment's biblical. (laughs) Anti-First Amendment is non-biblical. Oppression, dictatorship, Telling people what they can and cannot do on fundamental basics of life, of, of, of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, like all this other kind of stuff. None of that is biblical principles. Anybody that supports that is, is, is going against biblical principles. The end. And you can't convince me otherwise. And again, I say, I said that the suppressing of the Hunter Biden laptop when it happened was the equivalent of burning books in Germany in the 30s. And I meant it. Because it is. It's the equivalent of it. Yeah, the, the world's changed, right? Like, like, we don't... I mean, a lot of people actually do still read books, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, digital is the new physical, um, and suppressing of digital information is the same as burning physical information. It's the same thing. You know what I'm trying to say. When has anyone who who has when has a group who has tried to suppress people from speaking tried to keep the public from being able to share information between each other tried to eliminate or eradicate or suppress the distribution of information when have those people been good I'm curious I'm curious what I mean I would love would love to hear the answer. I would love to hear the answer on when those people have been right. 
I think we're in for a fight. I really do. I think we're in for a fight. I think it's going to get a lot worse, guys. I'm not even sure that this that this Twitter thing is going to go through right now when it's all said and done. Uh, they're reporting now that Twitter's been lying about its users for years. Now, why are they reporting all this stuff all of a sudden? What happens to Facebook? Everybody's noted that Facebook's uh, viewership, Facebook's engagement is collapsing. It is, it is, it is imploding from within. The bottom is falling out. Facebook is borderline a dead app for anyone that has major reach of any kind. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows what's happening. TikTok is going really far, but they're even more strict than Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Why? Because they're a China app. That's why they're more strict. That's why TikTok was supposed to be a dance app. Remember? Remember TikTok was designed to be like this dance app where people dance. And then people figured out that the algorithms were different, so they started having conversations on TikTok. And then TikTok became even more strict than anybody else uh, because it's China. Again, I think that I think that we know that this fight is ahead of us. I think that we know that this isn't over. And I think that we know that it's only going to get harder from here. But again, I think that we have an opportunity now because we actually have a monster to fight. And so as scary as all this is, as as evil as all this is, as horrible as all this is, don't lose faith just yet. Because I've told you, we've told you for the past two years leading up to these midterms, man, the next six months are going to be insane. And then a year from then, when the presidential uh, campaigns start, whoo boy, it's going to be even rough. The next three years or the next two and a half years will define America for the next 50 the next two and a half years will, de- will define America for the next 50. The next two and a half years will define what your children's children know as America. Okay? For those of us who are adults, I've got 40, maybe 50 years if I'm lucky left. Okay? By the time I hit 70, I don't care about nothing. I'm just being honest. I don't care. What, whatever, man. I've lived my life. All right, Sure. This, what happens in the next two and a half years will affect your grandchildren. That's what we have to think about now. And it's hard sometimes because we think about ourselves and we think about our own reasonings and we think about our own understandings. And it's hard sometimes for us to think about that, but it's true. By the time you hit 30 years old, the decisions that you're making and the decisions that the country is making is no longer about you anymore. It's about your grandchildren at that point. That's how government works. That's how big the decisions are that are actually going on right now. And when we say things like, you know, forgiving the student loans are going to cripple the economy, we're not talking about right now. We're talking about down the line when me and you are dead and gone and our grandchildren are left with the mistakes that we have made. They can't just turn Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all these things off. They can't because everybody would storm the Capitol. They can't do that. Like They're not that stupid. 
they know <laughs> that there are so many registered gun owners in America that with multiple guns and arsenals in their basements, like they can't just they can't just send the police departments out to every home. The military makes up less than one percent of the population. I, I mean, they know that they can't just do radical things like that. It starts slowly. Starts to pick up more. Well, it starts slowly and then it starts to multiply, kind of like uh, cancer. Okay, starts slowly, subtle at first. Perhaps you don't even notice it, and then it starts to spread. And then you know the next thing you know, things start not to feel exactly right. I think that's the. Mo- I think that's the phase we're in right now. Things aren't feeling exactly right. Like we're seeing it. Wait a minute. Like that's not normal. What, 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 what is that? That's not normal. That's not normal. Uh, and, and I think if I can keep going in this, uh, you know, this, uh, example here, I think that this ministry of truth is the identifying of the cancer. Now we know, okay, we got cancer. America has cancer right now. America has it. Cancer. Straight up, it's stage three. What are we going to do about it? There is a survival rate, but it's not going to be easy. And it's going to be hard. And it's going to be a lot of hard fought days. And there's going to be a lot of sad nights. And it's going to be exhausting and tiring. And, and, but it is worth it because America is worth it. But we're at that moment right now that, you know, I personally have not had cancer, but I have had my, my father, my mother, my grandfather. I, I've had a lot of people close in my life that have had cancer. And, and we're in that moment right now where we just found out America's got cancer and we are trying to process what happens next. Are we going to just let it do whatever it does? Or do we have more to live and fight for, and we're going to fight this thing? Are we going to fight it with everything we got? Because the future America for our grandchildren is worth it. That's the decision that only you can make. That's the decision that uh, Americans have to make in general. And that's all I have for this episode. Uh, the Ministry of Truth is here in America, and it is insane. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it it opened up your mind a little bit. I hope it inspired you in some way or at least made you think in a couple ways. And if it did, share this episode with your friends, share it with your family, share it on your social medias, give us five stars and leave us a review. It helps us in the polls. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Dear America podcast. And we'll see you all again next time.